0: So, Teresa, what does being child-free mean to you?
1: It means that I don't drink mommy juice. I just drink wine. And so, Jared, what does being child-free mean to you?
0: It means I never have to go on a play date.
1: High five to that. <laughs> Let's try it again.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll just...
1: Okay, one, two, three, go. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Welcome to the first episode of Cats Over Kids, a podcast about the child-free lifestyle. We're your hosts. My name is Jared. This is my lovely wife, Teresa. Hello. And we're also here with our three cats, Muffin, Biscuit, and Cannoli. What can you expect from our podcast? Every episode, we'll be talking about the ups and downs, mostly the ups of being child-free and discussing real-life anecdotes from other child-free people, social issues, the joy of travel, and other crazy stories that you might not expect. There will be something new every time, and we hope you enjoy.
1: So what exactly is being child-free? I have an assumption that if you're listening to this podcast, you actually might be a child-free person yourself, but in case there is a listener who isn't entirely sure what this means, we should probably clarify. If you look online and try to find a definition for it, you'll see a whole lot of different interpretations, but largely, as I interpret it, It's a voluntary choice. It gives you a greater degree of freedom. You're liberated from these social expectations that you're supposed to do something. And more importantly, you're living for yourself. I think it's also important to clarify that child-free people are not child-haters. It's just a conscious decision that someone makes that they decide they just don't want to have kids.
0: So what about child-free versus childless? What's the difference?
1: Well, just looking at the words themselves, free versus less. Free implies a degree of freedom of choice, and less is a lack, correct? I mean, as someone who is barren who wants kids, I would consider that person childless. Someone who maybe doesn't have kids right now but eventually will have them later, I would say that they're childless. Less is an indication that you're experiencing a void that you're going to fill later, and free... That just means you're making that choice, that decision. I'm child-free. I'm not gluten-free, but, you know, kind of the same idea there. So, Jared, when did you figure out that you were child-free?
0: Well, I can't say that there was a specific moment in time where I just decided, well, I'm going to be child-free from this point on. I think it was just uh, something that came pretty naturally. I I can kind of look back at growing up and just the lifestyle that I've had up to this point. And nowhere has there ever been a time where I was like, man, when am I going to have kids? I've just enjoyed the idea of me being the kid in my life and not having to worry about raising some other kid.
1: Well, you do laugh at fart jokes a lot.
0: I do. Fart jokes are pretty funny. But yeah, there was never one moment where I was that I decided I'm going to be child-free. It's just, it's just never been a thought that really came across my mind of like, yeah, I want kids.
1: So when you were growing up, was there ever this kind of assumption when people talk to you as a little kid? You know, when, when kids are around adults, adults really don't have so much to say to a five-year-old except like, oh, well, you're playing with some dolls. You're going to make a great mommy one day. I'm not sure if that's the same experience you had as a boy growing up, but did does you it, ever encounter Does that one? happen
0: a lot? Do five-year-old girls playing with dolls, do they, people like, oh, you're going to be a great mom one day?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that's wow. the expectation.
0: I maybe never really thought about it. Well, I mean, so. if you
1: look at the toys in the toy aisle at the, the department stores and stuff, girl toys, girl assigned to toys are just a bunch of dolls and baby dolls and plastic bottles and hairbrushes. It's almost like grooming girls from a young age. To be prepared for their inevitable role as caretakers, even as young as two, three, four, they even have tiny little kid-sized strollers that you can push your little dolls yeah, around. I have
0: seen those in the toy aisle. I look back on my childhood, and there I, I never had a moment where I thought that I was going to be responsible for having kids in my in my adulthood.
1: Did you ever know any stay-at-home dads?
0: None that comes to mind.
1: I think it's just very interesting that, you know, it's still uncommon, but it's starting to become more of a reasonable expectation. But looking back at my childhood, it was completely normal to have everyone's mother be a stay at home mother. And honestly, I feel like there were hardly any other women who worked outside of the home. Coming from my experience, I went to Catholic school for 10 years and it was expected it was assumed i i mean you weren't really given an option or an alternate decision i mean i guess you kind of get that when you have a specific faith-based schooling you're going to align with a certain value and tradition it was very strange looking back at my childhood and realizing that girls were not always afforded the same opportunities and expectations that boys had there were going to be limits and Maybe you'd be a nurse, maybe you'd be a teacher, but no one ever talked about girls being engineers. No one ever talked about girls going and forging their own path.
0: So when you decided that you weren't going to have kids, did you feel any guilt towards either yourself or your family, like your parents saying, well, you're not getting any grandkids from me? Did you feel like you let anybody down or anything like that?
1: I don't know if it was really guilt, but it was almost this kind of epiphany of realizing that I didn't have to do that, that I could make my own choice. And that's not to say that people don't make their own choices about getting married and having kids. I mean, I would hope that everyone is consciously thinking about that. But, you know, being exposed to a world outside of what the bubble is that you were grown up in was just really shocking and so i i knew from a young age i didn't want kids i mean i had baby dolls and barbies and whatever which held a mediocre level of interest for me but going to catholic school i didn't really get much of a sex education i mean what you get there is pretty laughable our little sex ed books that we got were basically pamphlet sized stapled booklets with pictures of deer and their babies and using Just very plain terms to describe this complicated biology. So I didn't know how kids came to be. And I just thought in all of my ignorance that women just spontaneously became pregnant when they became 13 or 14. I don't know why I chose that arbitrary number, but I just assumed that had to be because I couldn't conceptualize literally anything else And I remember going to one of the smartest girls in the classroom because clearly I was not because I didn't know how this stuff worked. And I more or less asked her when girls turned 13 or 14, did we have to have babies? And she just kind of looked at me like, what is wrong with you? And she's like, "Uh, no. And then that kind of clicked something. I thought, whoa, well, she's the smartest girl in the class. She's got to be right. And of course, you know, later on, I learned really how it happens, but it just, it just is really, I, I know I've used this word already a couple of times in this intro, but it was liberating. So I'm a kid of the nineties. I grew up in the nineties and, you know, the beginning of the internet when it became a thing. And I remember going to this one child-free page and it was called Turtles Page. And it was basically just a forum more like a single page comment field where people would just post their stories and experiences. And it was people ranting about kids and parents and just things they see outside. And it, looking back on it, it was kind of harsh, but it was an opportunity for people to come together who were part of this very isolated community who didn't have real visibility in the world. That's how I learned of the term child free. That really spoke to me. Ever since then, I knew this is the life that I was going to lead for myself, and I wasn't going to bring a life into this world that I didn't want.
0: What are some of your favorite things about having a child-free lifestyle?
1: Well, first and foremost, you can just have as many cats as you want.
0: (laughs) That is true.
1: I think with changes in culture and tradition, especially being in the Western world, I really enjoy just... I'm living for myself. I'm living with my partner and for my partner, and we get to have this really fun, exciting life together, and we don't have to be hindered by someone that relies on us to live, and I know that's a huge responsibility, and I know that's a lot of stress, and that's something I just elect to not have.
0: Do you remember that time where we were walking down the street, and uh, you know how a lot of those... A lot of cars have the stick figure families on the back of their of their their windshield oh, on yeah. the back. And, you know, you've seen them. They've got mom, dad, and then a couple kids and dogs and whatever. And there's some really funny ones. But the one that made me laugh was the stick figure family. It showed the, the man and the woman smiling with their arms kind of around each other. And then right next to them, there was a bunch of piles of money. <laughs> 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 that made me laugh. That made me think of... Um, like the, the, the dinks on uh on Doug. On Doug. What is what does dinks stand for?
1: Double income, no kids.
0: Double income, no kids. And we've used that term a few times.
1: But he didn't he didn't really get it when you're watching the show. I had no
0: idea, in fact, till you pointed it out. I mean, I remember watching Doug back way back when. You're like, Yeah, the dinks and I was like, Oh yeah, the neighbors? Like, is that what yeah, and they exactly they were the ones that worked and didn't have kids.
1: Well, we also have to give a shout out to the sinks, the single income, no kids people, because they're just as worthy of an acronym.
0: Of course. Dinks or sinks, right?
1: Dinks, sinks, dinks, quinks, whatever your relationship is, doesn't matter. (laughs) Do you think it's selfish to not have kids?
0: No, not at all. However, there, I've heard that there are people that feel that way, that, you're being selfish, not having kids.
1: That but I just don't get.
0: Maybe I don't quite understand the 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 thought process behind that, and I, I'd be kind of curious to, because it, it to me it doesn't seem like it seems like a very small group of people strongly feel that way. I
1: think you'd be surprised.
0: Yeah, and and you and I remember you've mentioned that, and I not that there's some stat out there that we can look at, see, but I mean, I'm thinking of all the people that live in the United States, right? Because there's what 350 some odd million or whatever the number is, a lot. How many of them genuinely believe that when you get to an an adult age, it is your responsibility to procreate and have your family, legacy, last name, and whatnot.
1: But that's the thing. That is what is so important to some people. And that's why the child-free movement is so often villainized or demonized and we're seen as weird or inhuman or terrible people because we don't want to participate in in that. I I understand what you're saying that it it seems almost incomprehensible that other people would care so much about another stranger. But if you look into various religions and cultures, I mean, your entire life is going to be defined on the children that you bring into this world, the grandchildren that you have.
0: Yeah, and thankfully, the people that I spend my time with, my friends and family, I don't think I've really gotten that impression that... uh When I tell people, yeah, I don't have kids, that.
1: Well, I know. I think, and I think that's why we wouldn't be friends with people who'd be so judgy because they probably are judgy in other aspects as well. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, and and both of us at the age that we're at, I mean, we both have plenty of friends that are married and have kids. and, And that's awesome. It's just not for us.
1: And that's, and that should be the only thing, right? It's just not for us. You don't have random strangers coming to you on the street and asking you what you do for work, and then judging you because you're not a doctor or you're not a chemical engineer or you're not an airline pilot, you know, they may really value those professions and they may be extremely important to them. And it's strange how people feel so threatened that there's someone who's living a life counter to everything that they believe in.
0: Have you had someone come up to you on the street and be like, what's your job? Oh, you're not a rocket scientist? Then- You're just a waste.
1: Oh, well, while no one has come up to me personally, some stranger off the street, and demanded to know why I'm not a rocket scientist, it still demonstrates how there's a different value that we put on complete strangers' life choices and why these strangers go up to other strangers and demand answers for their personal lives. It still is mind-boggling. I remember one time I was at the grocery store and I did that thing where I get the basket and I have this intention that I'm only going to buy three things and I end up like lugging this 50-pound basket to the conveyor belt and I don't have a cart. So I was being rung up and I am just stringing all these bags on my arms like a champ because everyone does the one-trip grocery trip. You don't want to go back and forth multiple times. And this woman... This woman waiting in line looks at me with this smile like we're sharing some special secret. And she just gives me this knowing look, almost winking her eye at me. And she goes, you must be a mom. And I'm thinking, the fuck are you on? Just because I'm carrying all my grocery bags, does that mean I'm a mom? Are moms the only ones who can heft 50 pounds of morning star veggie patties and lemonade jars like give me a break and i was just so strangely weirded out by that i just kind of looked at her and, went, uh, and then walked away because i didn't know what to say
0: but she was trying to be nice it was kind of creepy yeah you weren't there that's all right i remember uh a time where i said that to someone uh, oh, for shame! No, let me tell you what happened. I remember this is a long time ago, but I remember um, I was with some coworkers, and we ended up going out to lunch. And we went to this like barbecue place, and it was one of my coworkers. Um, I forget if she was like a friend or or, or um, someone's wife, but she was sitting next to me, and I was looking at the menu, and she was sharing the menu with me and we we're talking about the food on there. And she started reading the menu to me <laughs> and pointing things out. And I looked at her and I was like, do you have kids? Cause I feel like you've got kids. And she like realized what she was doing and it was really funny. And so she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading. Yeah. I was like, Oh, really? No big deal. Did you, know? you
1: ask her if she had a juice box that you could sip yeah, on? <laughs> but,
0: but being read the menu at the restaurant as an adult, it was, it That's was pretty, pretty funny. funny. So,
1: but You know, it's almost funny how women kind of lapse into those roles where I get a little insulted sometimes where someone would think, I'm the caregiver first, I'm a mother, or I'm the female, therefore, I have Band-Aids in my bag and hand spray available for anyone's use. And yeah, yeah, sometimes I do, but just because I want to be prepared. But it's it's frustrating to feel like there's almost this identity loss, like there's an assumption already made about being a woman. And when you're not having children, that makes you less of a woman in some people's eyes. What's even crazier, and I've heard this from more than one person, more than one friend that I have who's had one kid, and people just impose their assumptions that women are just going to have more kids. And I've had many of these friends say, one and done. And even then, that's not enough. People say they're being selfish because they're not providing a sibling for their other child. Or if they have two boys or two girls, when are you going to give your husband a daughter? When are you going to give your husband a son? Like, it never ends. You can't please these people. They're always going to want more from you. And it's frustrating to feel like there's some social pressure or obligation to satisfy strangers, to satisfy family members who aren't living your life. And no one should tell you what you're supposed to do but yourself. But that's what's great about this lifestyle is that we acknowledge we are adults and we make our own choices just like almost every other adult in the world. And we choose to have cats over kids. So did you ever think that you were going to grow up one day and be a cat dad?
0: No, not at all. I never thought I'd be a cat person. Um, As a child, my sister had a cat, and uh, his name was Mac, and he was a really cool cat, actually. He was part Maine Coon or something. He had really long hair, and he was... He was a pretty grumpy cat. Like, he didn't really like anyone except for my sister and maybe me and my brothers, but anyone else that came over, he was just, uh, he was kind of a, kind of a jerk and he'd claw people and whatnot. But, but I always liked him. Uh, we had a dog. So I've always.
1: Ew, We don't talk about the D word here.
0: Right. <laughs> no, I, but just animals in general, growing up with pets, you know, we had, uh, We had a dog and a cat, so I've always appreciated and and loved animals.
1: I really liked it when we first were kind of dating, and you left like a jacket or something at my house one time, and it was kind of tossed in the corner, and Biscuit went over and pissed on it.
0: That's right. I remember that, and uh, I remember I grabbed it. It was on a chair or something like that, and I was like, what does that smell? I was like, did your cat pee on my shirt? And he only did it one time.
1: I think it was kind of his way of saying she's mine first. Buddy. That's true.
0: When when I met you, you did come with three cats.
1: It was a package deal.
0: It, it was. Yep.
1: But I knew you had fully come full circle with the cat lifestyle when we were renting a couple rooms from our friend Rich and it was this three-story townhouse and. Our rooms were up on the top floor, and I got home from work or something, and I don't think you he heard me, and I'm going up the stairs, and I hear this voice, and as I get closer and closer, I could hear, oh, Mr. Biscuit, oh, Mr. Biscuit, oh, Mr. Biscuit, and I walked in on you loving that cat that had previously pissed all over your shirt, and I'm like, oh, he's the one. <coughs>
0: Recently, there was a poll in a child-free group on social media, and they shared some thoughts on why they like cats more than kids. One person said uh, something to the effect of leaving a cat alone or locking them up in a room is not considered neglect. Cat protective services aren't going to come hunt you down for leaving them alone for the weekend.
1: Another member said that cats sleep for 20 hours a day and spend the remaining four hours licking their butts, which I think is a pretty accurate statement.
0: 20 hours a day? Sleeping? Yeah, our our cats do sleep a lot. I don't know if it's 20 hours a day, but they do uh, sleep a lot. They
1: lick their butts a lot too.
0: Yeah. Especially
1: in your ear when you're trying to sleep.
0: Yeah, that's true. Another person said that cats are kind and gentle while kids are aggressive as hell. Do you agree with that?
1: Most cats can be kind and gentle, but I think we all know a few asshole cats. But at least an asshole cat's destruction capabilities are far lower than what a toddler can do.
0: I'll agree with that.
1: Yeah. Oh, this one <laughs> this one made me laugh. I don't have to worry about my cats getting some teenage girl pregnant or having the safe sex talk with them.
0: Right. Lauren from Scotland had some lovely things to say about her tuxedo cat, Harris. Cats provide companionship. Harris will come up and meow for attention, not scream. Uh, she admits she has to wipe his butt sometimes, but it's not like she needs to, a stack of nappies.
1: That's diapers in English simplified. Nappy. Okay, nappies. Yeah. Got it. Another member said she appreciates cats' unconditional love and maybe more importantly, their massage therapy. Do you like getting massaged?
0: Oh, like when they make little biscuits on your uh, on your neck while you're trying to sleep at night?
1: Oh, yeah. It feels really good. I just wish they'd know where all my knots were in my neck, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they can really get the pressure.
1: Yeah, those um, those teeny little peats, you can only have so much strength right. behind them.
0: A few others talked about how cats uh, don't cost nearly as much money as kids do. Cats don't need to go to college, and their upkeep is relatively cheap. No daycare fees. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah, the cost of owning a cat compared to... The cost of raising a child, I can't even fathom how much money. That... We're
1: definitely exploring that in a future episode.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: And I think this one's one of my favorite comments. Now, uh, disclaimer, this is not medical advice, but cats are organic antidepressants. They, they, just, they just know when you're not in a great mood. So, Jared, why do you like cats?
0: Why do I like cats? They're not kids. I mean, <laughs> that's one thing I like about yeah, them. Yeah, I,
1: I I do not disagree with you on that.
0: Cats, our cats, the two older ones are pretty chill. They're they're fairly low maintenance. I mean, there's definitely some vet visits here and there, but for the most part, Canoli though he's the youngest and he's definitely a little ball of energy and runs around a lot and he can be a little bit of a, a little bit of pain in the fur ball. But uh, but yeah, they're uh. Yeah, they like the they're they're lazy like me, and they hang around. And
1: now, if only they could play Xbox with you, that would just be like the perfect companion animal.
0: Yeah, they do watch. Canoli does watch me play video games sometimes. Yeah, he'll he'll look at the screen, and if there's something moving around a little bit, you see his little eyeballs going back and forth.
1: Oh, he's so smart. Oh God, I sound like a parent.
0: So, Teresa, why do you like cats?
1: Oh, I think this podcast would go a lot, lot longer. If it was just me talking about how much I like cats. They're just they're just so cute. And they're loving most of the time. They're adorable all of the time. They don't judge you. They just want your warmth and your opposable thumb so you can open up cans of cat food. And I'll agree with you, they're not kids. Ow.
0: All right, to close out today's episode, we'll have our top 5 countdown. So, what are five things you'd rather do than have kids?
1: Number 5. Well, I love cats, but I would much rather get a dog before I ever would have a kid.
0: Number 4. Um, I would rather be vegan.
1: Ooh, ouch. That kind of hurts. Number 3. I would rather retake college statistics, which I've already had to repeat once, and I do it again, and again, and again.
0: Uh, Number two, I would rather watch all of the Star Wars sequels where Jar Jar Binks plays every character.
1: Ooh, ah, that would be pretty rough. Number one, I would watch the Office episode of Scott's Tots on repeat.
0: That says something.
1: Thanks everyone for listening. Check us out online at catsoverkids.com where you can find ways to keep in touch, follow our social media, and perhaps most importantly, look at photos of our cats. See you next time.